CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. I'm a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to CrossPolitik with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Raise your hands right now. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. This is my soul among the lions. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or as we refer to it at my house, this is Jody. Jody. Just refer to Jody. Let's listen to some Jody. So this is my soul among lions. Yep, they have a Kickstarter. Project coming out. I got to. I did that wow, fade. That was good tease. that wasn't a bad that was fade. A, that, well, the, te- the fade was horrible, but the tease was good. Uh, <laughs> that's a good tease because I was there. Was I that was, using your fader thingy? That was my fader thingy. Uh, yeah, oh, you know. very good. I, I, I was ready to hear some well, more. That welcome was, to Cross Politic. That was yeah. my soul among the lions. They have a Kickstarter project out right now. If you guys want to support their work, so my soul among lions yeah. dot com. Okay, yes, is their website, and these guys are um, putting all. 150 psalms to music. Oh, is that what their goal is? That's what their goal is. The whole psalms. All of them. Oh. And so they've so far have psalms 1 to 20 done. They have two albums out, and they are now, they already have the third decade done. They're in the process of recording, mastering, and getting ready to release that in the spring, and that's what this Kickstarter project's for. But they want to work their way all the way through the Psalter. That is awesome. Right. So it, if we need, and it's, it's, um, it's great. Um, they use it in their church, mm-hmm. uh, uh, back at, uh, this is, this is Pastor Tim Bailey's church. Yes. There, he's yeah. the, um, uh, Jody Killingsworth is the lead singer of My Soul Among Lions and the worship pastor at Clear Note Church. Yep. Um, and, uh, and Gabe, you went there. Mm-hmm. You met Jody. I was just there. Did you meet Jody, him? we became friends on Facebook this week. What? Yeah. Wow, digital like, friendship it, turns into real. Just oh, know, man. Whoa, whoa, just know how long it took for us to become friends on Facebook. I went a couple weeks ago, and then he's like, he had to think about it, and he's like, yeah. all right, all right. Well, all right, okay, actually, so. <laughs> I was I was kind of working things behind the scenes for you, Gabe. No, I'm <laughs> I was like, he really on. is a good I was guy. Like, Come on, like he's he's deaf in one ear. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> and he's from Texas, but don't hold that against him. Oh, but, don't, don't, uh, get, don't get him started. I, I want to encourage everybody. I I've been really blessed by these psalms. Um, yeah. Pull up. MySoulAmongLines.com. Listen to a couple of their um, their YouTube videos. They got a great Psalm 2. Um, I love that one. My kids love Psalm 16 and Psalm 15. Uh, they've got a great version of Psalm 8. All of them are great. Yeah. Uh, and a kind of folk style yeah. uh, around the house. Listen to it around the house. Yeah. Um, very singable, very memorable. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I want to encourage you all to support the Kickstarter project. Give something to them. Yeah, I we- mean, and honestly... What better way to get the scriptures in your heart? Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's just music. Do yeah. it. Get it yeah. stuck in your head. That's right. Yeah. You know? So I, and I find that I want to see, I think this is very important to contribute to because I want to see all types of genres of Psalms like this being done. Yeah. And so when I see brothers who are in it and they're doing it, I want to support Psalms being made, especially for our time. Yeah. Right. You know? we, we need so to sing the Psalms. We need yeah. to sing the Psalms. That's right. The, the, That's the, our, the, the, they the need psalms. to become a common folk house. Music. Yeah. Psalms you know. are the war songs Amen. of the yeah. church. Absolutely. Right? We need to learn to think thoroughly biblically, and you can't think thoroughly biblically if you are not marinating in the Psalms. That's right. That's right. right? Support them. This is um this is not really we aren't going there with this, but I've often said if you can't go if you go to a church and you know you can't sing Psalm one thirty seven in that church, then you need to leave. Right. And mm. so and Psalm one thirty seven ends with um that God would crush babies' rocks on heads. You didn't quite say that right, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it, it ends. This is why Jody didn't nope. want to be friends with him. You see what I'm saying? Baby's rocks. Babies, yeah. Baby's heads on. 
right. It sounded so right in my head now. Okay. Jody just rejected your friendship. Babies, uh, enemies, babies, enemies on on the rocks. Right. Cross their heads on no, the rocks. Yeah. No, cool. I that mean, was, there's a there's a bunch of psalms though that are like that. That, that are like they're, that. Yeah. They're imprecatory psalms that are yeah. they recognize that I have enemies. Recognize that we need God to judge right. and 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 do vengeance on right. our behalf. Uh, it recognizes that there's evil in the world, that we have enemies, and that we need to fight. And it needs destruction and judgment. Yep. And, and if your church can't sing that psalm right. and praise to God, then then I would right. I'd leave. Yeah, you got you gotta you gotta if you're gonna if we're gonna fight, we gotta fight when we worship. Yeah. That's right. So uh anything happened this week? Nothing? Okay, Man, great. Well we um, are... it was great being here, guys. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, see ya. Uh yeah. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> Go light uh light your fight. Oh man, now I can't talk. <laughs> I did it. I did it. Hey, so there's yeah, cross politic news. There's a, a couple of things I wanted to bring up. One was um obviously um what had been going on with Harvey Weinstein. Harvey. Harvey. So if, if you guys haven't been following the news, Harvey Weinstein is a big Hollywood mogul producer, owned the Weinstein or or was president of the Weinstein um film product a company. Uh, um T W C no, I think it's actually called Weinstein. Yeah, um, the Weinstein Company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T W C. Oh, okay, I'm acronyms at this. It's Friday <laughs> afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. So, anyways, but um, a lot of big movies have been produced um, through him, through right. his name, through his companies, through yeah. his money. He's got his hands on everything. He's got his hands on everything. Yeah. And That's which a pun? Which means you the only person who kind of gave just went right past it like which it didn't exist. I didn't. Yep, I did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're saying like he did something bad? So he. I did. mean, he's in Hollywood. So he's been known in Hollywood for being a groper, a someone who uses position of power to get what he wants with women, like Trump. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not talking about you that. Mean, you mean he's <laughs> doing what Jay Z sings about? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. that's he, right. He, he that's likes right. hip hop. Wait, wait, wait. You, you, you mean you mean he didn't he didn't mean it? You mean they? they no, they... he did mean it because he wanted it, <laughs> and he got oh, it. And so there's a lot of um uh, women who are now coming out. So right. so the New York Times did an article on him. Um, right. His own uh, ABC affiliate wouldn't do the article, so the guy um went to the New York Times to be able to get the article published in the Wait, he wouldn't run the article. Well because ABC's connected wow. to the whole You you mean there's money connected to all this. There's buco bucks connected to all this. Don't the mess with my idols. I I, I thought Hillary, when people had tons of money and, and they didn't know God, they just were, you know, yeah. these these uh these temples of virtue. <laughs> yeah. Hollywood holy. In the name, bro. Holy Hollywood and good. Hollywood. Name. Hollywood. Holy. Mm-hmm. Hollywood. And and of course Hillary Clinton comes out this last week or Who? um Hillary saying that. Oh, that's that one how, lady that tried to run for president. And and her and, and her. basically came after Harvey Weinstein and said, you know, she how many how, <laughs> it, said, it said he's a bad man, he's an awful guy. You know. Um, so, you know he, he's using his position of strength to get what he wants when, with women. When she, when she was ranting, did she accidentally say and and, and Bill and you Bill, better Bill you oh oops. Bill, you're just as bad as Weinstein. Um oh, man. And uh, so here, but here's here's a little clip I want to play with you. Oh no. Um yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just a little bit of this clip where um a couple years ago this this model or actress kind of did a sting on him a little bit in his hotel room. Do we need to get the kitties out the room? So no, nope, oh, okay, it's okay, it's okay. Right, it, right. it it's it's shocking, but it's not nothing vulgar. He's coming now, and one minute, and if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, Why you can go. you touch my priest? Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. But you're used to that? Yes, come in. No, but I'm not used to that. I won't do it again. Come on. Sit here. Sit here for a minute, please. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. No. Fine. So that's it. Short clip. There's, there's a whole... There's basically... About a minute and forty-five seconds of him doing this, saying, "Please come in my hotel room. Please come in. You're embarrassing me. Um, come in while I take a shower, and you can sit on the couch." And he says, "Don't lose. Huh. Don't ruin your friendship with me over this." Huh. Um, and then it, what you heard there, that moment you heard was um, uh, he was trying to talk her into it, and then she brings up, "You touched my breast the other day," and and he says, "Oh, I'm used to it. Basically, right. I do that all the time. I'm used to it. You know." I meant no, we, no. I meant no offense. We, we I'm used to it. <laughs> we do that on my movies all the time. Yeah, right. Mm. And so there's a number of women. G- Gwyneth Paltrow came out and said oh, Weinstein did similar um, 
pressure. Did you guys her in similar ways? Did you guys see the whole Ben Affleck thing? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, so yeah. Ben comes out and says, oh, "I'm so disappointed," and yeah. then all these women start coming out about Ben. Oh, well, yeah. hold on, Ben. Uh, yeah, wait. What, what's all this righteousness you talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what you what you say? And, uh, <laughs> Remember that one time in band camp? <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> it right, wasn't ben. band camp. All right, Ben. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't so, get holy. So it turns out you can only do that when when you're actually getting paid mm. to do right. it. Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. When you, when you're actually getting paid to do it, then you can do it. Then it's okay. Right. But but never nowhere else. Yeah. Well, that's and, creepy. It's disgusting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or I, or when it or when it becomes an issue of a uh, public problem, because everyone knew everyone knew about this. Right. Like um, so, uh, in so, the in the in the um, uh, uh, Thirty Rock did an episode where they literally had a I joke. Saw, I did saw I saw the that? clip. I saw the clip where the gal says that she was propositioned. Yes. By Harvey Weinstein yep. and three and times turn, turned him down three, three times, times out of five. And it was a joke on Thirty Rock. Yeah. And then um, uh, Steve McFarland. Um, the guy who created, um, something. Oh, come on! It's the it's the um. Uh, He's got a fault. He got a fake Star Trek out right now too, doesn't he? Does he? I think yeah. So. yeah. Uh, uh, God. So not not on my mind right now. But Steve McFarlane hosted one of the Globes or one of the movie um, award shows, and he said um, in in one of the uh, awards he's given away was given away. Uh, there's three five women who were up for it. There are five nominees for it. And he said in his monologue that say, now they don't have to worry about impressing Harvey Weinstein anymore. Mm. In his monologue, right? So, it, so this is like so, nothing so, secret. So Weinstein is a scapegoat. Yeah, of yeah, course, right, right. So right. everybody needs to know this. Yeah. So Hollywood is completely perverse and corrupt. Yeah, right? <laughs> through and through. And Weinstein is a scapegoat. They're throwing him to the lions to just to, to try to satisfy. Right. Like, oh yeah, oh, look, we're gonna all get our get our pharisaical you know uh game on right we care yeah. about virtue yeah and 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 after five divorces with their wives cheating oh yeah. on their wives right. and, and so they're gonna they can they can tisk tisk and pretend to care about virtue and goodness and respect and honor and dignity yeah i mean when, the, when like, a person when for a person, five minutes yeah that's that's what's so bothering about the whole thing is that very thing when you see someone like hillary clinton who is for <laughs> killing little babies in the womb for right. gay marriage, you know, for destroying everything that's moral and right about our society, that's Christian right. about our society, come out and be like, how dare him? You're like, what? Right. Yeah. Really? Right. right. Like, where did, when did you get yeah. such a great moral compass, Hillary? Right. When did any of these people in Hollywood all of a sudden have a standard? We're you gonna, can't walk down a red carpet with your clothes on. Yeah. And you're <laughs> mad at him. We're going we're gonna to talk to Scott Yenner. In, in the next mm, yeah. um, in the next segment here um, about some of this, but you can't have a, a worldview that says that your identity is not grounded in the way God actually made the world and, and God's word. You can't have a world in which you insist on that, where you insist that you find your own identity, find your own way of being man or woman right. or it or whatever you want to be. You can't insist on that over and over again and then be upset and shocked and dismayed when people do it. Weinstein, he, he found his. He found his identity. Why are you upset? He just, he just touches people's breasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's where he, it's just, he finds, his, he's following his heart. Yeah. Man. Make him feel better. We, last week, we talked about um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel preaching. Oh, yeah. And and I was thinking, Pastor Jimmy, Pastor Jimmy, Pastor Kimmel yeah. preaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that's kind of, that's what Hollywood does. Yeah. Right. We we talked about this a little bit. Hollywood Hollywood preaches all their movies preach all their sitcoms preach, and then we're and then and then when hypocrisy is exposed, everyone starts preaching at the at the at the uh, scapegoat as you, as you pointed yeah. out. Right. Well, it's, it, that's and and here's the problem is why are we listening to their preaching? Right. We've been listening to their preaching. We've been listening to um you know sitcom Friends, Will and Grace. I mean, all this stuff yep. has has seeped into our bones. In ways that we can't, we, we don't even realize. We're just absorbing their preaching right. and their music, uh, and their you movies. Mean their form of incrementalism. Ooh, are we going to go there again? Uh oh, what? Huh? Uh -oh. Did I say that? Hey, what? I didn't, I didn't say. You got more news. What does that word? <laughs> you got more news. What does that word mean? Do we do, do we beat that? <laughs> but but we got but the pro, the pro, the correction starts with us. We got to stop listening to their preaching. You know, in the and we got to start producing our own preaching. In the early church, you know, there's a bunch of really vehement writing against the theater. Yeah. 
and you know at, at times I, you know i've i've been mm. i think kind of overly critical and i thought well you know they're kind of gnostic or they're kind of cranky but you know anymore like more and more i think <laughs> interesting you know yeah. like i mean yeah. we are we are going like they were pagans yeah you know so and and they were doing wicked evil grotesque perverse things on stage yeah and the christians were like we're out of here we're not going to support this. Are we're you not, trying to tell me I got to get a different industry? We're not God doing God. this. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, but they, but they pulled out, and I, and I think, I think we need to seriously be thinking about, um, you know, what are we supporting? Um, what, what are we giving our money to? Um, right. wh- why is right. it, mm-hmm. um, that that so many Christians have spent so much time watching Friends? Right, right. And they're like, well, that's really funny. Yeah, it is really funny to watch people mock Fornicate. God. Mock God. Well, I mean, this is exactly yeah. normalize abominations. Right. You want to know the perfect example of this is Ellen. Yeah. Ellen, the generous, is funny. Yeah, yeah. And I'll hear something on Facebook or, or see a clip and I'm like, wow, she's funny. And then immediately my gut checks. That's the trick. That's the trick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm saying this, you know like I mean? raising my hand, like being <clears throat> one of them. Right. Like I did it. Like I spent, I did my, and I and I watched stuff that was it was is evil. That's exactly why I don't watch her show. Right, right. right. and because and we and we and we need to, um, we need to repent. Yeah, absolutely. And and we shouldn't be caught in the trap. Like that's that's the trap. Is you that can't. It's and, entertaining and it's engaging. Right. And you know, I know it. I don't agree with what she's saying and but, who's her lifestyle, but she's funny. Connect the dots here too. So you can't stand there and say I am I am pro life. I'm I'm an abolitionist, you know. I want to see abortion end now, and then keep watching another episode of Game of Thrones. All right, I mean, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, of of uh, yeah, of these any of these shows that are glorifying fornication. That's right. Right. What are they doing? They're they're saying uh, we're we're putting sex our 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 personal fulfillment over biology, over the way God made the world, mm. over marriage, yeah, over right. honoring God. Right. So if, if we're if we're just we're supporting that, then every time you click on that, every time you watch it, I'm not I, I'm not even talking about porn. I'm not even talking about stuff where they take their clothes off in front of the screen. Yeah. I'm just talking about the stuff where they're glorifying right. casual sex. Right. Um, we are supporting, you know, that lifestyle, which is propping up abortion. Even though you think you might be taking a knee on social issues, you're actually standing up putting your hand on your heart. Oh! 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 Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. At Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic. We are really thankful to have with us uh, Scott Yenner. Uh, Scott Yenner is a professor of political science at Boise State University. Ooh. Um, we won't hold that against him. It's the Community College of Idaho. Uh, oh, 
<laughs> Sorry, Scott. Uh, welcome, welcome, Scott. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, it hurts. For those of you that don't know, Moscow is home to University of Idaho, and University of Idaho is old-time where, rivals with BSU. And where I graduated from. You went to U of I? Yes, I was. Yeah, um, I'm alum. BSU is famous for the blue turf. That's right. You, Smurf turf. Do you still have the Smurf turf down there? I believe we do. Okay, you, you don't seem very confident about that. <laughs> I can that. see it from my. I can see it from my office. Okay, you, you know when they when they made the Smurf turf, the blue turf, um, they didn't have the stripes on it yet, and ducks would fly in and die trying to land. Is that right? Into the water? No, that's a, that's a <laughs> that's a joke. That's a wives' tale. A cab a cab driver told me that when I was down there in Boise one time. <laughs> I'm just surprised Scott said he still has an office. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So so. Uh, Scott, you're a professor of political science at BSU. You teach political philosophy. It says you live in Meridian, Idaho with your wife and your five kids. Oh, nice. Um, PhD from Loyola University and BA from University of Wisconsin. Um, and I hear that you've gotten yourself into some hot water um, recently. And I, I wonder if maybe you could bring our listeners up to speed there've been you know there's there's an article in the national review about your work and but but this is a response to you you kind of kind of got in trouble what what happened well uh in in late june i had a report uh published through the heritage foundation and their first principles theories called sex gender and the origins of the culture war and in intellectual history <laughs> and in that uh report i trace uh, the history of what I what I call their second wave feminism, or what they call radical, the, the feminists call radical feminism, and uh, and linked it to today's developments in transgender theory. The link being that uh, both feminism and transgenderism separate one's body from one's identity, and uh, I tried to show what that meant for feminism and how that led or bled into transgender theory and activism today. Uh, I wrote a bunch of pieces that also supported that in a various outlet, uh, including another one in the Daily Signal that, uh, that ran at the end of July that was entitled, uh, Transgender Activists Seek to Undermine Parental Rights. And uh, mm. while that was published, um, that was, I guess, seen as provocative by some activists on campus. And, um, how, how did they find and, out about uh, it? They were, well, it was posted, uh, as the, the university posts all, uh, research on a particular website and it was posted on a particular website at the university and on its Facebook page. And that is what I think prompted the, um, the backlash of sorts. Yeah. So, you know, I think right away, um, the, the dean and the university president, you know, determined that. I had the freedom to write this kind of thing, and uh, and there's been no investigation or anything like that at Boise State. But there have been, uh, you know, a piling up number of uh, unpleasantries. Uh, <laughs> you know, the faculty senate moving against me, um, though though the motion sits on the table right now. Um, you know, being called a neo-Nazi and blaming me for genocide in Charlottesville. I mean, I'm a very powerful oh man. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm glad we got you on cross politics. Uh, I know. Uh, the, Your schedule was available. The director of yeah, by, by uh, in fact, I had a knee replacement while this was all going on, so I wasn't really even available to go to Charlottesville. But, <laughs> oh, wow. um, yeah. uh, had I wanted, had I wanted to. Wow. Um, and. Uh, uh, and that was that was published by by the director of diversity and inclusion, ironically, at Boise State. <laughs> yeah, in- inclusion. And, um, <laughs> oh man! It, yeah, oh, and no. um, and there was also a petition that has been signed, you know, by I don't know how many people uh, to have me fired. Um, right. And now, has it has there been know, any posters posters up around campus with my picture on it? Fire Scott Yenner. Scott Yenner has blood on his hands and things like that. Oh my gosh! Wow. And uh, has, has there been any kind of like positive aspects of this where where students on campus have been encouraged and and um, been supportive? Yeah, I've gotten a lot of um, private emails from uh, from people, uh, you know, and and that and it has been quite nice. Uh, to receive such emails from people who are not only happy that, uh, you know, I'm willing to write on these topics and like what I say, I think, but, uh, but also that find the sides that, you know, name call and this stuff kind of ridiculous. 
And uh, right. so I've, I, I've, there's been a lot of doors opened up at the same time. Yeah, um, and, and, and I, I, you're, you're a Christian, correct? Yes. And, and what have you kind of learned in all this kind of throwing – um, kind of being a little, you know, most, most people wouldn't write an article like this because they know it would get them in trouble. Um, it's kind of stepping out and you're a, you're a professor at a public university and you are, you know, immediately that you're already, um, not going to get support from, you know, people who should be your colleagues and be on your team and supporting you. Um, what, you know, what have you kind of learned from all this? Well, um, there's a, a chapter in Alexander Solzhenitsyn's Gulag Archipelago. This is a strange way of talking about this, but yeah. the chapter is called The Ascent. Huh. And uh, it's about being in prison. And uh, Solzhenitsyn says that when you're in prison, you kinda, you're of a fork. There's a fork in your life. And on the one way is you're going to put survival above everything else. And then other people are going to control your life in the prison. And then the other side is where you, you know that your life is lost. And, uh, and that allows you a certain kind of freedom mm. to act your conscience and to act uh, and to try to do what's right. And so what I, the way I, I picture what I, you know, the experience that I've had here is that I, this is a case where I kind of face a fork. I've kind of always thought of my academic life along that fork. And I try not to put... Um, survival on the terms of the public university as the most important thing in my life, but rather trying to stand up for, uh, you know, for what I believe. And, uh, and, you know, I've gotten a chance to tell the Solzhenitsyn story to a lot of people who say, you know, you seem unusually chipper given what's all, given all that's going on. And I feel there's a lot of reasons to be happy about, you know, this. And, uh, and I get to tell the story about the Solzhenitsyn book. Yeah. So I, you know, I just see it as a form of intellectual, like I have a venue, I'm a tenured professor, I'm a respected scholar. Um, you know, I have a, I have a platform from which I can, you know, pursue the truth and the rational inquiry that really is the life of the mind on the university. And I try to do that. Hey, Scott, this is a chocolate Knox. Um, why now? Cause I looked at some of the other articles you've been writing and this isn't anything new. You've been talking about this topic and subject and you've been writing on this and it seems like out of nowhere you just put you just kind of rewrite something that you've kind of already been touching on and just put a little more detail to it and bam. Hey, hey, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, but yeah, I mean, why now? We know it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why are they why are they doing this over the leftovers? Is that like they should have gone after the main dish? <laughs> <laughs> and and there is some, I think there is some truth to that. I mean, my book that was published in 2011, it's called Family Politics: The Idea of Marriage and Modern Political Thought. Uh, you saw where I was going. Um, that was published, <laughs> pu pu published by Baylor. Yeah. Um, it it contains you know, what I think to be a very high-minded and difficult to refute uh, account of modern feminism. Mm -hmm. It ends with a section about the tensions within it that I think are unavoidable. And um, anyways, I thought that was like the most sophisticated thing that I've written on the topic. Yep. Now, the things that I'm doing now are different in that, you know, I'm, I'm tracing the roots beyond just Simone de Beauvoir, but to other feminists who exist and to transgenderism. But I think the main point that I made in my book is what I'm just I'm fleshing out and putting a lot more meat on the bones. So the question of why now, I think, is a really pertinent one and an interesting question. And I think it does say a lot about the change on cl uh, college campuses and the climate yeah. on college campuses between 2011 and now. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. and, you know, there's more of a diversity and inclusion apparatus. On the campuses, there the the entrenchment of the victim culture, the social justice mentality becoming the purpose of the university. Um, those are things that have happened between then and now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, and they're not all together. In fact, you know, I would say university is either about pursuing truth and rational inquiry, or it's about promoting social justice. And what we're seeing now at, at Boise State is the leading edge, I think, of the change from one of those versions of the university to the other. And, uh, and there's still, I think, a chance to reverse it, and, uh, but it's going to take intentional action uh, 
to prevent the university from becoming that kind of uh, venue. Yeah. I want to talk about titles with you for a second, because as I was looking at some of your older articles, I mean, just this, this um, title that you were talking about earlier, transgender activists are seeking to undermine parental rights. Are you a Puritan? Because those titles are super long, man. <laughs> Every title. Have you read any Baxter? Are, are you a Puritan? I just want to know. You must be a Puritan, right? I, I don't write the titles. Oh. <laughs> oh, All right. Okay. Well, okay. He's, he's got a Puritan editor. Uh, unless, the title, unless, the title, unless the title is something you find clever, then I will take claim credit. <laughs> but, I, um, ooh, what's some title? But I want to talk about this article here for a second because this one right here is kind of what really got all the kicked up all the dust and and it, it seems like it's because you're going after their game plan and you're you're kind of saying hey guys this is what they're doing and they're saying whoa 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 guy hey he's pointing us out <laughs> and what we're doing and so I, I just you talk about three different ways that uh the transgendered uh movement is trying to um is mimicking feminism and trying to destroy the family and the first way you said eliminate different ways that boys and girls are socialized so you can um so, so that they have very similar characteristics and, 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 and attitudes. Well, I think that's an essential part of the transgender movement. Um, I mean, transgender means beyond gender. So they're trying to move the way we approach human life and how we speak and the kind of language we use beyond the idea that there's the binary uh, distinction between men and women. So I see that as very closely related to the feminist project which seeks to um, you know, eliminate patriarchy or patriarchal socialization and give to men the same, and women the same temperament, status, and roles. Those are the words that Kate Millett uses uh, to describe the goals of feminism. So I, that's why I see transgenderism um, taking us beyond gender is the same aspiration that you see in you know, very prominent feminist writers like Kate Millett, Susan Muller Oaken, um, from various generations of the feminist movement. So I see him on the same, uh, trying to accomplish the same thing. Now, the controversial thing that I think I was arguing in the piece is that many feminists find transgenderism to be anti-feminist. And they do this because they right. say, feminists say that transgenderism is based on a st stereotypical view of women. So that men who transition to become women become ultra-feminine, effeminate and thus reinforce the stereotypes about what a woman is supposed to be. So there are some really interesting books and quite, um, mm, quite strident feminist books written against transgenderism, but also really, you know, very interesting books. The most interesting one, one of which is by Sheila Jeffries called Gender Hurts. And, you know, they're over-the-top criticisms of transgenderism as reinforcing those stereotypes. So there, so that's one of the re things that motivated the big report that I wrote for Heritage, is that I wanted to show that no matter the disagreements, the real theoretical kinship between feminism and transgenderism lies deeper, I think. Although it's interesting that you point that out, but like, so the the man who wants to transition to be a woman, reinforcing these feminine characteristics, but then particularly underlining that when they start transitioning hormonally and physically, it, it, you know, if, if the whole thing is based on this idea that, you know, being a woman is not tied to your DNA, not tied to your biology. And then the man says, I think I'm a woman and now I need to have breasts. Uh, he's, he's, he's running right against that in a weird sort of way, though. I, yeah. I, though I totally get your point that at the back of it, of course, is this, is this kind of Gnostic idea that, um, that you no know, gender is not grounded in biology. Right. And, and also too, one of the things that I'm noticing just from that, that first line there is that the transgender movement isn't saying just let, leave me alone and let me be trans. It seems like they're coming directly after what you hold to be sacred and valuable too. Well, they, uh, I mean, I, I try to argue this in the sex and gender piece, the, the longer piece um, that one's identity according to the, the transgender movement, is, is shaped by how it is affirmed by the environment around it. So you can't just have an identity unless you find the identity that you assert for yourself in the world. Mm. So Imagine this is the that. importance. <laughs> yeah, this is the importance of, you know, the, the bathroom debates or the, um, mm. the, sport, the sports uh, 
the sporting team debates, the world has to acknowledge the identity that you assert for yourself. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then you're less than fully affirmed in that identity. So, um, and I, I think I give a, a nice account of that from this uh, radical, uh, this feminist thinker, Judith Butler, who is a two-time winner of the Bad Writing Award. <laughs> um, and um, so I'm looking for a purple heart for having read her entire course. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> we- I swore I would never do it. But, you know, the things I will do for humanity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for taking one for the team, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I read these books so you don't have to. That's right. <laughs> so, so Scott, kind of like what's what's next in in this, um, uh, I, I guess, endeavor or play that you're trying to run? Um, well, you mean what am I going to write on next? Yeah, I mean, you know, what are you thinking next? I mean, how are you going to how are you going to are you going to keep engaging on this issue? It sounds like you're kind of you're you're intentionally doing this because you see some real cultural problems at BSU that you want to push back on. Yeah, did you stumble into this or is this well, like is this a play that you're running? No, um I mean, I somewhat stumbled into the whole family thing. Um so here, but you have five I mean kids. I mean, I, <laughs> you do have five kids. Yeah. That's not an accident, <laughs> Scott. You know, you have, <laughs> yeah, you have a little wine. Next thing you know, you have five kids. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I, I teach political philosophy, and I have tried to give you know try to give an account of modern political thought, which I, uh, the central idea of modern political thought is the conquest of nature, man becoming master and lord of nature. And um, I found myself over the course of time when I was teaching that I, the students really didn't understand it at that abstract level. So I would often talk about the family as the stand-in for nature, as various thinkers tried to reform the family, you know, go through Locke and Hegel and Marx, and they have more, more and more radical reformations of the family, showing that man is taking over, is conquering nature, making, is defining all the terms for his life. And uh, that's why I wrote the first book. And uh, the first book, you know, for an academic book, has been very successful, um, which is somewhat of an insult and somewhat of a compliment. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, uh, and anyway, so I, I planned on writing a second one, which was just updating, um, uh, talking about the family in, the, in today's world, in the contemporary world. And uh, that, I put that proposal forward for Heritage, and they brought me in as a fellow for a year. And uh, I wrote some papers that will eventually become part of the book that I'm writing on the family of the modern order. Now, what the way I'm organizing that book and the way I'm organizing my thinking on this is that um, is that there are really three planks to the to the revolution in family life: feminism, liberalism, and sexual liberation. And uh, I'm trying to show what each of those groups, if you gave every gave them everything that they wanted, what the world would look like. Mm. Wow! Uh, in the first part of my book, and then the second part of my book, as I'm trying to show how that wouldn't necessarily be a world fit for human flourishing in any of those respects. <laughs> wow! Wow! And um, and so uh, so, anyways, I'm uh, I'm deep into that book. I'm about two thirds done with it, and I hope finish it during the spring semester well, we get and then when i'm done with that. that yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> what's what's the title of that and, book uh, so scott that's, that's my plan he doesn't write the titles remember it's going to be something at least several sentences it's, it's long very, it's going to be very puritanical whatever it is yeah yeah and um no i mean my my, my first my book my <laughs> first book was family politics <laughs> but you've learned since then you've yeah. learned since then long titles yeah no so um family politics um if if uh our listeners want to grab a book by scott uh, now that's available on amazon i just pulled it up the idea of marriage in modern political thought look up scott online um, check out his articles, Scott. Um, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, really appreciate your time, and um, and thank you for thank you for doing this. Thank you for writing this. Thank you for standing up uh, for the truth. It's a huge encouragement and a blessing to us, and we hope to all of our listeners. So thanks so much, Scott. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. More cross politics when we come back. This is Cy Timbrigenke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Somebody comes up to you and says, I don't believe in God. 
And what do we do? We give them evidence. Look at the complexity of the eye. Look at this paper fragment. Look at these rock layers. And you've studied your rock layers. You wipe the floor with them. What's he going to do? He's going to go home and Google rock layers. You want him to repent and put his trust in Jesus Christ, and he's Googling rock layers. Congratulations. The next day you run into a PhD in geology and he wipes the floor with you. You see, when you do apologetics wrong, you have to be an expert in geology, biology, astrophysics, nuclear chemistry, you name it. You have to be brilliant. The problem is, there's always someone smarter than you. In John 10:27, Jesus did not say, my sheep hear your really good argument. He said, my sheep hear my voice. In Luke 21:15, Jesus said, I will give you a mouth and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. The power of God for salvation is not in your brilliant arguments. As Romans 1.16 tells us, it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Apologetics is easy. Read your Bible and do what it says. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Wait for the drop, man. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's musically challenged. Uh, yeah, I have no rhythm. I'm white. All right, play, play the thing. All right, the thing. Here, we go. All right here we go. I'll keep playing. Uh, that, that was a good drop. Try now. It's uh, freezing up. Hey, Hang so while you're working on this, you guys want to thank you for all your support of cross politic um thank you for giving thank you for buying um merch coffee yeah. sweatshirts Amen. hats t-shirts um really appreciate it if if uh if we get this together we're going to play a memo from a supporter uh you can always drop us encouraging uh voicemails you can also drop us discouraging yeah voicemails if you challenges. want yeah. Yeah. We, we yeah. challenge us um, memo at crosspolitics.com. We'll, we'll, please. we'll play yeah. some of these. We'll interact with them. Um, we, we understand that. Yeah. We, we want feedback. We want input. Um, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's helpful. We appreciate it. Uh, so thank much for it. Thank you much for it. And so I actually went to our website, um, last week in order to make a donation. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. And, thank you um, much. yeah. And, but the thing is, is I wanted to give a one-time donation. Mm. And there's no option for that, right? Yeah, no. If you in, you in. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I need to edit. So, I need so to edit then that. Apparently, I left the website. <sighs> well, you ain't in there, is you? <laughs> I just want you to know, you in, you in. That, that's how it is. That, that's man. why when I show up here on Fridays, you guys are like, uh, "Yeah, we already decided on that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for that suggestion, Pastor. But uh, we already decided. We already talked about that. Yeah. You're not in. <clears throat> uh okay. I might be willing to give. <laughs> you figured it out? I figured it out. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we'll fix that. We'll get it. We'll get yeah, it. Yeah, anyways, I'm, I mean, I, I mean I'd, like, I'd like to do that. So I'd this, like to give this something. Just a little feedback from one of our listeners here real quick. Okay. okay. We'll get into this. Hey, I've been listening to Cross Politic for a while, and I think you guys uh, are doing a great thing for the ministry to help Christians think a little bit more uh, than than they're accustomed to doing. Uh, looking at things from a, a whole perspective of Christ, I want to encourage you to keep up the the good work, and uh, I'm a listener from down in Pearson, Florida, which is uh, sort of central Florida. So, how about that? Keep it up, fellas. Really, uh, think that you're blessing us all here. Out, may the Lord bless you too. Thank you. That was really nice. Hey. I like those. Yeah, yeah those are. Like it was encouraging. Them. I also emailed with a lady from Canada this past week. Just super encouraged by um, how we're helping her and encouraging her, and and she just um, went back and forth on a, on an exchange of emails where. She, because of listening to our show, and, I, and she also mentioned Apologia, wasn't just oh, us, yeah. but Apologia guys, um, that she's just been more engaged in, in her Christian faith and politics and the abortion movement. And she's working with about five girls right now who um, have uh, um, are single mothers or, um, you know, kind of had that, gone through the process of uh, thinking about abortions and stuff mm, like that. So mm. yeah, just really, really cool that she's kind of gotten into that. Um, from uh, being that's, encouraged by us. It's really so, encouraging. Yeah. You know, one of the things, too, that I've really enjoyed, especially um, this last week, you know, our show with Doug kind of caught a few people, um, a few people's attention on incrementalism. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> just, just a few. Just a few. 
<laughs> and 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 it's not a lot. I mean, you see a couple of people talking about it, and, and but one thing I've enjoyed is watching the comments come through and watching how people are engaging yeah. has been enjoyable. Yeah, uh, usually on topics that you know can uh, that can be so divisive. Sometimes I see people comment and they think the worst of the other person that they disagree with, and and because of our our society, it has to demonize somebody that might be on the same team. Right. But, you know, it has to demonize them in order to be able to win the argument. And but that's as a Christian, that's not how we work as a Christian. We are always pointing to the right position for the purpose of glorifying Christ and winning our brother. And so when I see conversations that happen like that, I'm way more willing to engage and to be because that's that's even though like, for instance, I I liked when um, uh, Joel and Doug or like, for instance, you just wrote article two, Pastor Toby. I I like watching you guys go at each other and have have those dialogues. For the most part, I find civility in them. But above all, whether or not you guys move to other person's position, I feel like I'm the one blessed above all, Mm. you know, in in, in that conversation, in that debate. So I think those are very healthy. And it's um, and so I like to see sometimes people on the same team who have a different way of approaching the topic or subject engage for one goal, one purpose. So it's been really encouraging um, to see the fallout from that show. And so I'm I'm grateful for it. And I want to encourage people. Remember that. um, the person that you're talking about is made in the image of God. Remember, that's God's child. Right. <laughs> that's his son. As we talk about honoring the image of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, are made in the image of God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and remember what they've, what they've brought to the topic, too. Remember what they've brought to the whole ordeal. And so I, I just, I find it, um, when I see people just tear apart somebody's character because they disagree with them, when it's like, man, that wasn't justified. Right. It's hard for me to want to move to that person's position or even give them credit when I'm like, man, that was just, you yeah. know. I, was I like, think sometimes too the the arguments stay just too ethereal, and and it's got to get like I think we probably have a lot more. I mean, we, I mean, we got to talk about theory and principles, but I think it's helpful to get down to brass tacks. Like, what are we going to do now? No, and, absolutely. And, and and there, I mean, there could be places where we part company with one another on certain particular tactics or something like that. But I think in a lot of ways that we're probably a far more closely aligned than we realize. Of course. And, yeah, of course. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think somebody, you know, who who says, I think this is a really mediocre bill, for example, or or not even, you know, it, or not, you know, kind of not even helpful at all. Like, well, okay, propose one. Fl- right. Float right. a like get one. <laughs> yeah. Get one up there. Let's 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 do it. And and I think there's also a, there's tons of room for people to just like just do what's on your heart. Like if it's in, within the you know the law of God, then use the energy you have, use the enthusiasm, the zeal, the joy, the opportunities you have. Use it, do it, see what God does with it. But I think it's easy to sometimes just sit in a room and complain, you know, and and fuss, critique. Yeah. Um, but it's like assume let, let this let's just get this done let's yeah. go do it and get practical and and then let's see what like see what it looks like yeah see what it looks like on the ground and um you know and if and if people are being cowardly then let's call them out one of the things that Don't i haven't be coward. Fi- i haven't figured out yet is um i haven't figured out how people are this is my hesitancy to jump in on some of this is that i i don't how do you define incrementalism you know, I, I don't know how people are defining that. I, I see there's a form of incrementalism that I absolutely don't like, which is, oh, we've got this. We're done. Sure. You know, and that's I see a lot of people who that it looks like it, I mean, I've been a part of a group in a ministry where it, it's looked like, oh, we're doing something great, but we're really not moving the chains at all. You know, it's still fourth and one, or, you know, it's like right. you guys or, you know, fourth and goal. And you're at the, you know, the 20 yard line on the other side of the field, you know, right, like, right, right. and so I, I see that form of incrementalism and that drives me absolutely nuts. Right. And then I see guys who are out there pushing, moving the chains, getting things done, moving down the field. And then I see other people who are saying, you know, what we need to do. We don't need to wait for a hike. We need to just go run down there in the end zone and spike it down right now. <laughs> right. You know? And 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 because the people who are moving the chains are not doing that, they're saying, "You guys, man, you you guys aren't real. Your offensive line is weak. Well, right. and quarterback and, is weak. Right. You waiting? You waiting for the snap? Yeah, yeah. You waiting for the snap? Like, <laughs> nah, man. Like, forget the yeah. forget the clock. <laughs> and this I think I think I think for me, there's there's three categories of incrementalism. There's the incrementalists who who do something and and want to end abortion. There's the incrementalists who don't really want to end abortion. 
um, you know, but they still want to look like they're presenting some sort of incrementalist laws. And then there's, you know, the, the incrementalists that I just don't even trust that they say they're, they say they're wanting to do something. And that's, that's the category that when I talk about things, I'm usually talking about incrementalism against that kind of thing. I don't, I don't trust you. Um, I don't think you're going to get anywhere. You're just trying to get my vote. Yeah. You're just trying to get my vote. You just put on your website pro-life. Right, 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 right. Well, that's they're not even the conversation to me. And then there's, you know, it's like <laughs> this, no, no. This this is a this is an in-house discussion. Let's first let's first create the balance. So there's this is an in-house discussion when we're talking about this, right. you know. And I think really the only people who are talking about this in a serious way are the ones who really want to end abortion. Yeah, you know, it's not the ones that are you know that are you're yeah. talking about. They don't really care about this incremental. Yeah, right. They're like, I'm, so I'm, so what what about this aspect of this whole conversation? I think I think in the in the pro-life movement, they're nervous. There's a big faction that is very nervous like doug who says you know i'm certain legislation that wants to end abortion i'm going to be against because they want to flatten out the justice system and they want to say abortion is murder and everyone who gets an abortion deserves the death penalty or whatever first degree murder first, for everybody first degree murder for everybody um and and so but there's 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 we need it we need to be able to call abortion murder Yep, and and we need to be able to call um, that it's possible that this woman who was 17 years old murdered her baby that it's possible that she could be guilty of some form of murder. That's a that's a possibility. Well, I want to I want to say she's they're it, they're always complicit in the murder. The the, the question is is so what, well the way I'm trying to would make you it, say a 10 year old who's forced or 12 year old who's forced to have an abortion was she well no no if it's if it's not entire if it's completely forced then no um, but yeah. but I'm I'm saying you know where there's some some level of willingness, yeah. then there's complicity. But but I think what we have to recognize is that the Bible itself sketches a, um, uh, a complex picture. It's not just um, I mean there, there's a complex a pr- picture. Of it justice, judges a situation. Of, of justice. It judges each situation based on each situation. Yeah, yeah with principles. With principles. And so absolutely. And so it is absolutely true that all intentional taking of human life is murder. Period. Right. End of story. But the Bible also says that. Um, you know, if two buddies are out in the in the woods chopping wood, and axe, and axe head, head flies off, off yeah. hits his other his brother, and his brother dies, and he it was unintentional. He did not hate his brother in his heart before right. that. Right. He is he's not guilty of murder. But that's a case law underneath the standard, right? Okay. And then we also have another. There's another case law in uh, Exodus, I think, in the 20s somewhere, 29 maybe. Uh, you got the ox, the goring ox law. Yeah, you know the yeah, goring yeah, ox yeah, law. Yeah. So some guy who's got an ox. It gores somebody. It kills them. Yep. Um, if the ox has never done that before, right. then he's not guilty of that bloodshed. It was. But if the ox has done that before and yep. he knew about it, then he's guilty mm. and he can die. Right? That's right. He That's be, right. So, but that implies then that you've got things like intentionality. No, absolutely. Did, did he hate his brother in his heart beforehand? What did knowledge? What did he know beforehand? Yeah. yeah. And then you also got a law in Exodus uh, twenty-one where it talks about two guys scuffling around a pregnant woman. Yep. And if the baby is born and then dies, they're guilty of the life of that baby. So, um, so there's, you got, we have to, um, uh, justice has to take all of that data into account. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so, so for example, I think there's, I, I'm, I, no doubt there are lots of situations where a mother full on just says, I know it's murder. I don't care. I'm killing my baby. Oh, yeah. That's that's ninety percent of what's going that, on. That happens. That's 90, we, and, and, we've seen YouTube videos and, of that. And I'm, I've been out there. And, and it's right. and it's right. it's happening. So and 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 I'm not trying to say uh, like that should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Then that's yeah, but yeah. but I also know I know I've told this story before uh, on on cross politic. But um, my wife and I were in, in a in a place where we um we uh, we had we had twins. We lost one of them. Uh, this is at about 20, 21 weeks. Right. And, um, and this grandfather like doctor, I've told you his name's Dr. Maybe. Yeah. You remember yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Irony. maybe. Yeah. Um, he tells us, you know, the, the, whatever killed the first baby is probably going to kill your, the, the living daughter that's remaining. She's probably at least going to have massive genetic problems, um, disabilities, mental retardation, you know, all this stuff. Um, and, and earnestly, you know, encouraged us to consider aborting her. Right. Now it was never an option in our minds for, for the, for a second, 
But you sit in that situation and suddenly you realize how many other people have found themselves in this situation where this grandfatherly-like doctor is pleading with you, do the right thing, abort this baby. And you're a single mom. And you're a single mom and whatever, all this stuff, and you're on your own. And and, and again, I'm not saying that they're completely absolved of, of the guilt of that action. Absolutely not. But I'm saying knowledge and intent matters according to the bible and i don't think that a woman in that situation who goes through with it yes i do think they're complicit in some fashion in some degree they are still responsible for their choices and that should be removed from them nevertheless i don't think that's the same thing as malice aforethought right that's not the same thing as premeditated intentional hating your brother in your heart ahead of time yeah and and taking their life murder it's it is a murder but it's a it's a different degree yeah. of murder, and so and that, that's the thing that I think people need to keep in mind is yes, I know, and I think you know this is just different perspectives. Some people on certain front lines are seeing a particular kind of defiant, high-handed, you know, bloodthirsty um, mother, yeah, right. and others are, are going to see other things as well. And I mean, I hear all kinds of stories about um, people who have been in. Uh, it was in the it was in the email we got from somebody in 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 Canada, I think. That was talking about women in in recovery rooms all bawling their eyes out, yeah, yeah. For, for having had just aborted their babies, yep, right? Like now, I'm not gonna just absolve them and say there's no complicity in the actions that they've done, but that's still a different scenario, yeah. Than 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 <clears throat> than the guy who you know pulls out an AK-47 and guns down a bunch of people at a concert, yeah, right. in cold blood, hard-hearted. Like so, I mean, yes, there's murder, there's taking of life, but bawling your eyes out afterwards and feeling awful and, and disgusting by it and, and, and feeling, you know, like there was no other option. It's still wrong. It's still murder. Yeah. It's not quite the same thing as that hatred in your heart. You know, but the, what I'm seeing is that a lot of people who don't want to push for criminalization of abortion are running to that as that that's the standard now. Right. So we don't and do so that. That's, that's, it's a safe but, haven so in their argument. That's point. right. Yeah, I right. see too many right. people. I've been a part of organizations that, well, let's run to that as our standard. So therefore, we don't criminalize abortion. And yeah. so what I want to say is let's make the goal line very clear. Right. Let's so, make our finish very clear. What we want. So we want to d- define abortion as murder. So d- abortion is murder. If it is then murder, then to criminalize it would be the next thing to do. Right. And so that's what we want. So no matter right. where we're going, right. that's our end goal. The problem I'm seeing is most people who are going down this road don't want that. Right. They don't so, want to criminalize so, abortion. So let it be clear that that's not what we're saying. Absolutely not. Right. We're, we're saying it's murder, and if it's murder, then it should be prosecuted. Absolutely. But we also want to say let's not overshoot and say, therefore, every single case is first degree. Yeah, but I think you first got to get to that point. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, we could talk about... But, but, that's, e- but that's what Doug's pointing out, though. That, that's the whole thing is Doug was saying, yeah. I didn't want to sign on to something that was going to say it's a it's murder and uh, they will be prosecuted as first degree. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. in the same bill. And, and Doug said, ah, I think I'll pass on it's, this one. It's not a biblical thought is right. what he, right. he's going after. So, so biblical I think- thought has a process for each case it works through each case that's right but with a standard that's right and so i think what people are missing is there is the standard and here's the standard right now let's use biblical now, now it needs to get worked well, out yeah um through bi- biblical yeah. due process i see right. but i'm again i remember i had a shirt that said criminalize abortion right like I, that's what i want i offended more christians with that shirt mm. than i did pagans yeah. because pagans already get it if you're gonna look yeah. The only people who are arguing Don- about Donald this Trump. are Christians. Donald Trump accidentally got it. Christians, and the, Christians are the only yeah. ones who argue, but the pagans get it. If abortion is legal, what next? They get it already. Yeah. And the Christians are the ones saying, no, 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 we don't want to do that. Yes, we do. Right. That is, we're not pushing a form of incrementalism that doesn't have a judgment at the end of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. So, and. Yeah. The, the other thing that has to get, be kept in mind in this whole discussion that I'm not sure has been played enough is that um, the fact of the matter is unbelievers can't repent right non-christians can't repent they can be herded that's it <laughs> that's it and they don't want to be herded what, what do you mean by they can be herded meaning like you can like so if you have a christian magistrate you can enact laws to try right. to like kind of fence them in right and hem right. them in right. but they're unbelievers yep. yeah. they're gonna keep on their fi- they'll find another way well that's what the yeah. law that's what biblical law is supposed to do is to make wickedness go under it's restrain, so they can't repent. Restrain lawlessness. and so i'm not yeah. i'm not saying we shouldn't do it but yeah. i'm just saying you got to remember that what we're doing is we're, we're hurting 
Yeah, but, I, but, and, but one but, of the things that I was reading, okay, so when I was reading your article, one of the things that stuck out to me was just that the fact that one of the, one of the ways that we hurt the pro-life movement is pushing for a a form of um, criminalization while we're trying to push for banning abortion, right? Like that was one of the things that, so, I, and I don't think that that's necessarily hurting the movement. I think that's where we say want that, to, Say it again. So it seems, because I agree, I actually liked your article and I agree with it. I, it's a good article on incrementalism. Sorry, and, you can tell asking. me if you don't like it. But the only thing, no, right, no, 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 I actually did like it. I do like <laughs> it. I think it was, it was very articulate and trying to understand, look, incrementalism is everywhere and everybody's doing it. And people who do it better than yeah. us are the ones who are smart, are smaller than us. Well, Hollywood. They're we talked Hollywood. about Hollywood. That's what I was just right? about to go yeah. to. Yeah. They have their shows out there. They're pushing a narrative and everything. All of this is incrementalism to get what they want. Okay. Yep. And they're they're and they get it. And they flipped a culture in 20 but years. None of them are stopping. And I think Christians, the form of incrementalism that is the most bothersome thing is, is the one that is pushing and stops. We got enough. We're good. Yep. And then they play that game. We're good. Just give yep. us a little more. Just give a little, you know, and we're good. Yep. So, but my, my point was that in, in your article, you said one of the things that hurts, um, one of the things that is overshooting, yep. kind of like abor- abortion clinic, uh, blowing up abortion clinics, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, is the pushing for the criminalization of abortion. I said first degree murder. First, as first so, degree so, murder. So saying that it has to be first degree murder. Right, right. Does. And, and I think that, um, I don't have a, I think we should be pushing that. I think we should be pushing that with, the caveat that but underneath this umbrella okay so how were you maybe you know uh was you don't yeah if you're complicit in it then yes okay then how much so i think what, what, we, that I think what we should say is we, we should we should want to criminalize it and we should say that all abortion is murder and then and, and but I, I think the the thing that i'm and all murder deserves a death penalty i'm balking at though is just the idea that um but there are different kinds of murder I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with that. Yeah. I'm saying that the first step is is saying that. Yeah. The first step right. is saying that and so, because of what so, we're after is not necessarily again, I the courts will come. I'm ultimately after the Christians that say we can't even know, guys, like right. we can't say well, that. Well, then uh, man, and so I'm not saying pull any punches there at now, all. Now, when we start writing the law, sure, we'll get into those yeah, topics. Right. But I think but I think there are some people that are insisting say it's first degree, yeah, capital punishment Absolutely. every instance. Or else you're a compromiser. Yeah. And, well, and, and I'm saying, like, come on, guys. Like, let's just get, let's just define it as murder, and let's say, yes, it need like it needs to be prosecuted to the full extent of biblical law. Well, yeah. but but here's the thing: Idaho already takes that into account. Like, we already have basically some sort of biblical case right. law in Idaho. So, so what would that happen? Determines it. So what would happen right. is, is if, if Dan Foreman's bill goes through or something uh, like that, abortion's murder. Idaho has the case law to handle right. it from there. But then what right. would happen is is that somebody's going to get taken to court over it and then we're going to have to start building up new new case law yeah under under this under this somewhat new category yeah um studying history studying what's happened in the past and so on and 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 i think but i like being in that category yes absolutely way more than being in the other but there's a difference between saying this is the crime and this is necessarily the punishment well see that but that flies pretty comfortably in my house you lie you get a spanking (laughs) No, we can work, but that's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have to explain that. You're lying. You get a spanking. Right. Right. Like I don't. I don't think it's that complicated. Yeah. Now, some other punishments, like we got to figure out what was the offense. Right. <laughs> when it comes to murder, I mean, guys, I mean, if we're talking about the exception, then let's not make that the rule. I think there is an yeah. exception for those those things that you're talking about. I think there's a, a small margin of people that was like, oh, wow, this is a horrible situation. If you're talking about homosexuality, let's say that you agree that there should be a death penalty for, for gay sex. Well, what if a little boy gets raped? What happened? You killing him too? Well, no, of course not. He's the victim in the situation. Right. You know, so, so I think that there's, there's a, like you said, there's case laws to work through this. Right. But let's get to the position of, look, if you are killing someone, you get killed. We kill you as a society. That you don't do that. You don't get to kill people here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and I, I, I think I think there's still I think there's still room to work some of that out. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not disagreeing. I, I, mean, I mean, I think there's um there is something. It seems to me, um, again, without denying the fact that yes, it's a human being from conception on, absolutely, and so on. I'm not denying that. I do think there is something unique about the act of a mother allowing for that life to be taken in her womb. It's, it's uniquely wicked in a certain way. Yeah. It's also unique in the fact that she is going to carry that scar with her for the rest of her life. Yeah. 
Um, it's also unique in the fact that she's hiring an assassin Absolutely. to do right. the duty. Absolutely. That uh, the fact that he's doing it on her. There, and then there's also just all of the historical moment we live in with all the, the just insane amount of brainwashing and the information that's oh. going on about it all. That, that, that I think all needs to be taken into account. And that's all I'm, that's what I'm, I'm saying is that's not letting people off the hook, but it's also saying like, we need to take that into account. I think, I think biblical law takes those kinds of factors so into too. account. And even our laws now right. take those factors uh-huh. into account. And, and the, and the, and the last thing that I want to say is I just, again, I think ultimately we cannot forget the fact that the bottom line here is the gospel and, and conversion. Yeah. Regeneration. Yeah. Right. You, you will, we will not win this without Absolutely. a massive reformation. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be um, something where hearts are changed yeah. in order to change a culture. Yeah. The culture will not change because a bunch of Christians got that's the wrong really loud yeah absolutely that's not we need revival no, first right you know like that's, i mean we need to get loud with the gospel we need I to get mean. loud with the blood of jesus well and and, and and to your point too culture won't change if we're leading with laws yeah like we're I, in some and, sense right, a little bit we're right. kind of leading with legislation well there's a, there's a balancing act here and I, this yeah. is what i was trying to get at yeah. the very end of my articles i, I right. think there's this kind of weird like holy spirit zen thing where you're like you, like you don't because on the one hand you, you you walk in faith and so you obey and you do what God says, and you say, "I don't care." Yeah. And on the other hand, there is a kind of um, uh, uh, discerning of the times and watching and saying which thing first. Um, and and that has to do with again. Um, We're talking strategy now. Yeah, and yeah. And, it, and it's like, but if if somebody's heart is not there, like they need the gospel, and they 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 need a, a change of heart, a change of mind. They need to repent so that they can change. Yeah. And and those two things are not opposed at all. No, no. Um, you know, law and grace are not opposed, but but they're meant to be married. They're meant to go together. But I think that we need revival even before we see a change in culture. We need a, a revival. That's what in, I'm saying. Uh, in Christ in Christendom, yeah. People who already have gospel, right, and don't know how to exercise it. They're not discipled yeah. properly in it. Right. And so when when we're talking about the what pro life movement should be doing. I mean, forget those out there. If we can't even understand, if we can't get people who are Christians to admit that this is murder and murder deserves death, we're, we're not going to get to the point where we start talking about, well, what do we do? How do we how sure. do we manage the account? Well, yeah, how, well, know, then maybe the how media, can we judge properly? Maybe we just need to have a conversation then about like regular first degree murder and capital punishment. Like, like let's do that. I, mm. I, I'd rather just like, let's just go to that. Like, let, let's talk about the, the Las Vegas shooter. Right. Let's talk about right, a situation. Right, 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 Let's right, go right. there to the yeah, clearest yeah, yeah. situation and say, yeah, right. guys, remember, I mean, the Pope just this week said the death penalty is uh, inhumane and immoral. Uh-huh. The Pope. Yeah. Okay. So who's he, who's he again? I don't know. Okay. Some, <laughs> I don't some know. guy. Okay. Um, Where's a hat? We're not, we're not talking about the evangelical Pope, John McCarthy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the Pope. You know, okay. uh, but you know, like we, I think you're right. We need a reformation within the church. Can't get believers. <laughs> and so, but like, let's start with an even clearer thing, like just the death penalty for cold blooded murder. Let's start in Genesis. Like premeditated cold blooded creation. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Let's do that too. Like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, God made the world. No, but you're right. But yeah, this is, this goes back to a beginning. We have to have some some basic ground to stand on if we're going to get to that position. Absolutely. Right. I, yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that we. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk. Hey, I love you guys. I, I love you too. Yeah. I love the article. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. This is good. This is good stuff. And, and thanks for listening. Thanks for all the in- input and feedback. Keep doing it. Yeah. Memo at crosspolitik.com. Yeah, Gabe, you should shut up over there. Until next week. <laughs> love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. <laughs>